Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast, Couchside Judges. And make sure you subscribe to us on our YouTube. And make sure you like it. Spotify, Apple, everywhere. And we don't just mean like it, like it, like on the on the apps and stuff like that. Like, you better like this show. Like, enjoy it. All right? <laughs> Do it. And as always, we talk judging MMA, so make sure you've read the scoring criteria. Please do. Please do that. Uh, even if you don't like it. You got to read it. It's a quick read. Mm-hmm. Even for a slow reader like me. That's true. You do read slow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't lose interest after a quarter of it. No, I didn't lose interest. In, no. Typically, that was terrible reading comprehension. It was like, read this paragraph. I'm like, I forgot what the first sentence was. Horrible. You've obviously gotten better at that. Yes. I can tell. Yeah. Tip. Always got a C in reading. C is average. So, so they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better than better than worse. <laughs> Dan, it, it's nice to be back in your presence because yeah. it's been a couple weeks since we've been able to do this in person. Uh, yeah. Had some late nights, late football. It is uh, football season. I was at a game today, sir. Yeah, I saw. I, I was saw. at the Jets game. I saw. I, I guarantee I saw the picture you posted in our fantasy league. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there was people like, look at this guy at a Patriots-Jets game in a Panthers jersey. Probably. There was, I, I know, because I'm that guy that's like, what is this guy wearing his jersey for? There, Neither of these teams are playing. There were a bunch of people in the stadium wearing different, like, I saw like a whole Steeler crew together, by the it's, way. It was like, they were they were like an actual crew. It's it was wild. Something. Yeah. I, it's like, I think you guys are in the wrong stadium. <laughs> I had only, I only had one guy who kind of gave me a Panthers. What are you, all right. And he just kind of kept going and moved on with his life, but I was just like, yeah. What are you going to do, you know? But uh, no, my brother-in-law has season tickets, and, and we were trying to figure out a, a, di- a day to go. This was the one I'd picked in advance, not knowing it was going to be raining all afternoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was wet. I, I bet you were. I, I changed out every single piece of my clothing and put my shoes and my sneakers in front of the uh, dehumidifier Okay. To, uh, to hasten the process. I am still wearing, uh, I'm wearing boots now, which is probably what I should have worn to the game. Because my sneakers are still wet. Yeah. Well, at least you saw a mediocre football game. Or I subpar football no, game. No, no, no. Mediocre is absolutely too okay. unfair of a, of a height oh, okay. to give this game. It was a bad football game. <laughs> it was really terrible. Uh, and I can say that as a neutral party because I don't care about the Patriots or the Jets. But yeah, bad football game. Um, <laughs> best part about the whole experience, though, was a few rows behind me. Uh, some dude ended up upside down, fell down, uh, and was escorted out. There was some sort of uh, kerfuffle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, A fracas. A small fracas. Yeah, beer usually has that effect Mm -hmm. at stadiums, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my brother-in-law was like, oh, no, no, I swear, we're in, in, like, a peaceful section. And then that happened, so he was like, okay. (laughs) I guess he sold his tickets. He's just a liar. (laughs) No, 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 my brother-in-law's a liar. Okay. I can never trust him anymore. No, he had a good time. Um, Even in the rain and everything. But, (laughs) uh, I guess guess you could say we probably had a better time than uh, everybody watching the final result of the main event of UFC Vegas 79 over the weekend because yeah. as much as that fight was developing into a fun one uh Rafa Fiziev as we know blew out uh his knee to some degree it looked like uh throwing the kick it was his plant leg right yep yeah his plant leg for everyone on the broadcast was like oh i think he broke his leg he broke his leg and it was like well where where was it yeah he was holding the other leg mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean nobody's a doctor they they asserted that several times which was good um I will not go see them for uh, medical advice. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, that, of course, gave the victory to Matush Gamrot. That is a very dissatisfactory 
result just based on the fact that, well, we had a fight that was brewing and then it ended like that. And I don't think I, just, I, I have a bad taste in my mouth. Does winning like that help Gamrot at all going forward? Do you think this is just like, all right, this happened. He got his, his, you know, his win bonus. And I guess we got to figure out what else this means for him. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I guess it's, he's healthy. He can fight again quickly. I would imagine in theory. Yeah. So I don't think it, it jumps him. He's not going to jump Chandler in the rankings. Well, but Chandler's in, in the Connor division. Oh, okay. That's its own division, which but, the champion of it being Connor uh, is not defending. <laughs> right exactly. Now. He will yeah. still be Connor. <laughs> so he's maybe he maybe he takes Fazeev's spot, but I mean, I think the only thing that comes out of this is that he can fight again. Like he does doesn't jump into the title picture. So it almost seems silly that he would actually leapfrog Fazeev in that one, given that the only really scorable thing from that fight is the fact that Fazeev won the first round on all three cards and then mm. blew out his knee on a kick that had nothing. To do with what Gamrot did. So it's so silly. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not like something to wring your hands over. Yeah, it happens. What, what yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens often. It, seems it does. Like. It does. So. Well, yeah, these, these are high level athletes that are torquing their bodies in ways that uh, the human body probably wasn't prepared to be able to handle sometimes. Yeah. And it is what it is. Um, as far as Fazeev, I mean, when he comes back, which could be a while, could be somewhere in a year or so, would you? think about putting him in a rematch right away or would you wait to have that rematch at some point yeah i, I guess would, it would I depend would, on a lot of I, factors, I, but... to, I mean i don't know if you have to do it right away but i think we'll definitely see it for sure i feel like it's worth getting so, them to run it back not just because this the result was dissatisfactory but because it actually was kind of shaping up to be a decent fight and we am kind of i i feel like i feel like i speak for the masses here we were cheated a little bit yeah i mean this i think these two could put on like a nine round war it'd be awesome that uh, that would not be legal so, in the uh, no, States, but right? I mean I I think it, you can pick two to go nine rounds. I think these two would be a solid candidate. To, I don't to not be tired really. Mm, I don't know and, about that. I could see Fia's physique of uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But I think he I think these two would put on a nice. Uh, I think the only nice nine round board. fights I want to see are are the men's flyweights. Okay, that's it. And 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 heavyweight by the way. Oh, totally. Yeah, heavyweight. you got to give them as much chance as you can. I hate heavyweight <laughs> outside of the top ten. Like it's just almost useless. Like once it's past the fifth round, uh, the the first round, the first five minutes, it's like flip a coin. Someone someone might win. All right, how about how about this? Nine round heavyweight fights, but all rounds are twenty seconds long. Okay. So they have to go out there and try to seek like the, they got to score something in the first round. So Honestly, I like just take a head off. I'm on board for your for your crazy idea of <laughs> shorter rounds for heavyweights only. <laughs> That's it. I I actually don't endorse this idea, but but uh, I'll throw it out there. Anyway. Why not? Yeah, okay. Why not? Let's get let's get crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, Bryce Mitchell, <laughs> uh, crazy in love for the Bible. First off, I've never seen sure. anyone bring a book into the octagon before. I've never seen them bring a foreign object in like that, be allowed to, and then just give it back. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that. I guess the corner probably had it with them, and he just took it from him. Like how is likely. how I don't even know how the commission allowed that. That was the, the first thing that went through my head is like, why does he have it in the octagon? No, my, my first thought was, oh, dear Lord, what is <laughs> happening right now? Well, I mean, if, if you're looking at the Bible mm. to say, oh, dear Lord, I guess that would be I, I the guess. right person to speak to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good good thinking there. Um, That was that was something. That was a thing. That was. Uh, every bit of it. <laughs> I don't have much more to say about that. The Bisping, inter- the Bisping interview was tremendous. Yes. It's like, let Dan pray. And he's like, oh, okay, see you later. <laughs> I'm walking out. <laughs> I don't think Bisping is comfortable in that arena. <laughs> how, how would you... Let's get away from the sideshow of it. 
how would you book Bryce Mitchell next? Because obviously he's you know he's coming off the setback before this fight, Ilya Taporia. Ilya Taporia obviously looks like he's on a different level anyway, so it's not it, yeah it's not as bad a loss as maybe someone might think it mm-hmm. could be, right? It can't get past him in terms of the uh, the pecking order. But what do you do with him? I mean, how do you not book him against Satan? Yes. <laughs> I I heard Satan doesn't like to play fair, so I don't oh, know if I don't okay. know if he's gonna take it that way. Right. Yeah, is there any uh, satanic fighters? Are there are there any like Satan, Satan worshiping fighters? Yeah, no, I think I if I'm not mistaken, mixed martial arts is a sport most well known for people who want to thank their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay. So I I don't imagine it's the most common thing to find uh, satanic uh, worshippers. Okay. Among the spot, not that not to say that there weren't wouldn't be. I mean, I'm sure there are, but I don't. I'm not aware of any who are on the current UFC roster. All right. Fair. So, so let's get back to like realistic things and things that could happen, realistically should happen for Bryce Mitchell, a very high level UFC featherweight fighter. Um, I'm thinking Giga. Giga. Okay. I'll give you one that I don't know how you're gonna feel about it, but I like it. Max Holloway. That is interesting. I want to jump him up there. I, mean, I think I think it's okay. Well, want... Who is the Max? Who is Max going to fight? And this is a different that's fight true. for Max. That's that's good. You need Max needs a new opponent. I like it very much. I'd be I'd be I'd be down for that actually. Yeah. And, and you know, it continues the narrative. Bryce Mitchell trying to knock out all of Hawaii while also helping because he yes, was, he, he pledged help to to the people of Hawaii who yeah. are obviously uh, in trouble after the fire. So and great on him. Exactly. A- absolutely yep. great on him for that. That's that's wonderful. Um, just don't let him near bandsaw. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, you you like that idea though? I, I do I think it's a good actually. One. Yeah, I wasn't that wasn't even on that in that realm, but I do like it. I just don't have a better option for Max, and I do think that realistically, you can start pushing Bryce Mitchell near the very top. But I don't think you'd put him against someone like Arnold Allen, who's coming off a loss. You could maybe say okay, him versus Yair, but I don't love that one either. I like Max. I like it because it's we haven't seen Max take this kind of fight before. Yeah, someone who's really just kind of looking to get it down mostly. How would he yeah, do? How would he do in that? I don't know. I didn't Connor use his wrestling to beat Max? Yeah, but that was ten, what, we're talking what, about ten well, years I know, ago. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But he did. He did. Absolutely. He had a, he had a blown out knee. Yeah, he blew out so. his ACL, and then uh, yeah, he just which kudos to him as far yeah. as Connor goes. Like you know, Connor is what he is now. But I'm saying but there was like, a time where he was a very hungry and very impressive fighter, and that was an impressive performance just because of the injury. Yeah, once you get fat, you're not that hungry anymore. You get that big paycheck. I, I like to quote, uh, not that Bane is the first person to say it, but in the uh, in the third in, in the third Nolan movie, The Dark Knight Rises, it goes, "Victory has defeated you." Ah, oh. and I think that's uh, that is how Connor lost. Victory okay. defeated him. Okay, you were born in the dark, molded in it. Anyway, mm. uh, <laughs> anything else you got from UFC before we switch over to Bellator real quick? Now let's go to Bellator. All right. So I don't know how much of it you watched because I know you're middle of college football time. I watched three rounds this. exactly. You you didn't watch any of the other fights? No. By the way, on the prelims, there were four straight submissions and five uh, of six fights in a row were submissions. Were any Owen Potters? No. Oh, okay. That's disappointing. Still, four straight subs. Yeah, that was That's subs wild. Nice. Yeah. That is wild, dude. Um, it was just a lot of finishes on the prelims. I didn't get to watch too much of that, to be perfectly honest. But the main attraction, of course was Johnny Eblen defending his middleweight belt, UFC, or Bellator, excuse me, 299, over in Dublin. Interesting performance. I think he was, it didn't quite open up to a big lead like Johnny Eblen would have liked to, and like he, we've kind of seen him not necessarily always jump out to a lead, but um, he hadn't lost a round until this point. He actually lost one round in this fight. That's the first of his career. But obviously he goes around and he gets the finish. 
of Fabian Edwards in round three uh, <laughs> would not go away when uh, when referee it was a uh, Brian Miner called yeah. it off right when he was waving yeah. it off he's just yeah. kind of like laying into Fabian mm-hmm. Edwards obviously there was a lot of bad blood he still was not over uh, and a lot of adrenaline running through him but a, a good win it's his first finish as a champion now so that's that's kind of a, an interesting bar that he's now checked off in his development I didn't watch the post fight did did he mention the cut forcing him to to try to speed things up just in case they would stop it because of that. I think he kind of, they, they asked him that, uh, and, and he kind of alluded to like, yeah, maybe, but also like he was just going to fight the way he fought. You know, I, okay. I don't, cause I felt honestly, I felt the first two rounds at distance. It felt like a sparring match where no one was really going for it. And then the third round, Johnny Evans like, this is over. Let's go. Sure. Sure. And we can talk about, well, both so. of those rounds are split. So we're going to talk about those in just a little while. But the question I have for you about Johnny is, is, and now he's knocked off. Basically, all the top three outside of him, uh, well, the, the top three after him in the Bellator rankings. It's not like he's cleared out the middleweight division necessarily, but we're starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, now we're starting to reach down a little bit to give him prospects or uh, contenders to fight. So here's the question I would have for you before I ask another question that's written down. Would you rather see him fight the number four contender in Bellator, or would you actually prefer him to go up and challenge at 205? Where Vadim Nemkov is has talked about potentially, uh, sounds like he is going to vacate the belt, move up to heavyweight. Well, who's the four Bellator? Uh, Jeffrey. His first name is escaping me. Okay. Well, I think that answers it. I'd rather go up. <laughs> Why am I not thinking of his name? Aaron Jeffrey. Okay. That, that's what I got. He, he would be the logical next contender at middleweight. But yeah, I mean, would you rather have him there? Or would you rather have him go up to 205 and fight, I don't know, somebody like uh, like Corey Anderson or something like that? You know? Well, that'd be an interesting fight, actually. That the size difference would be a big thing. That would be, I, that would be, very that would be a huge yeah. size difference there. And I think that's the one where it's like, uh-oh, I don't know if he's necessarily ready for that type of thing. But, you know, if Belter was looking to do something fun there, I mean, that would be something fun. I mean, what should happen is this, this lawsuit that's going through, like, speed it up and then... You know, let's get some cross promotion. Oh, you're talking about antitrust lawsuit. Yeah. They, uh, nothing about that has been sped up, but it's actually moving forward in ways that it hadn't been. So that is interesting. Um, the real question I had for you, the one I had written down, as you know, but our listeners don't. Who would you favor in a title fight, Johnny Eblen or Sean Strickland? Who, by the way, they train, they spar together whenever they get the chance. Okay, I'd favor Eblen. I think he's the, the number one middleweight across all MMA. Interesting. So at the current time. I think I would tend to favor him too. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if the bookmakers would because I I do think I they, don't think they would either. They hold the UFC that much higher, but middleweight is such a weird division. It's true. Where I think Eblen should be favored there. But I mean, you know, the the market will dictate too. I mean, they'll set a line and then we'll see yeah, how it, it goes. It could swap. Too, yeah. You know? So if if public opinion is swaying the other way, that's what's yeah. going to happen. But I think you're probably right. I think they would set the line initially at, at maybe a slight favorite of Strickland. I don't think any. I feel like none of the odds that I've seen like posted like a hypotheticals with Strickland versus whoever. None of them have put him as anything more than a, a slight favorite, and very few of them put him any less than a like slight underdog okay. or like a modest underdog. Someone like in, like in the you know plus one fifty one seventy range, something like that. Okay. So I think there's a there's a sense that like we don't really know what to make of Sean Strickland. We think he could be competitive now because we've seen him in in this situation, but. We don't know. But Eblen just seems like he is a level above everybody in Bellator right now. It remains to be seen. He's got some work to do if he really, truly wants to clear out the division. But they're going to run out of challenges pretty quickly, I think, in Bellator Yeah, with him there. Um, 
good performance. I, I think this is something that people should really take notice of him. He is he is definitely one of the most talented fighters, I think, on that roster. Oh, for sure. And has more potential. He's still new in the game, right? One more thing before we get to unanimous, uh, the unanimity report and contested rounds is we did have some back over in the UFC adventures in refereeing. Yeah. We had one fight that ended in a disqualification. That was uh, Jacob Malkoon getting DQ'd against Cody Brundage. He had an illegal elbow to the elbow for arm whatever to the back of the head very blatant one cody brun just saying he can't continue uh gave him all the time in the world and then at that point he said no i can't do it so um we don't get too many dqs i think it's the right call yeah a lot of people were not happy with it uh i'd give you one guess which community that was was (laughs) it the reasonable people who do never invest money into the uh the outcome of a fight yes that was them oh good i got it right (laughs) Uh, I think, it, like you said, blatant elbow. I mean, doesn't mean he had malicious intent to it. Like he want only well, malicious intent in terms I, of hurting him, but not in the sense of breaking the rule. Yeah, correct. But still, spite himself, blatant. Cody Brundage is a different fighter. He's not going to, even though he was already taking a beating. I was at a ten eight just about up until this point. Um, but st- it stopped instantly. Mark Smith goes watches the replay. I mean, it's just. He has the target he has is just the back of the head, and he just winds up and smashes it. Uh, DQ. So, I mean, good call. So, I was not following that fight live, and so I don't really know exactly what the, the certain community that we alluded to uh, was exactly saying. But if I was to guess, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, were they implying that Brundage maybe was looking for a way out and that he oh, yes. could have kept oh, fighting? Okay. God. Just just checking that that's what we're yeah. talking about here. There's, yeah. The Cody's, uh, you know. Cody's a wuss. Cody shouldn't be fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, man up. That sounds right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought it was handled well. I I think that's I mean, it's pretty much what the protocol is when you have a situation like this. You stop it. You give him time to recover and or not recover necessarily, but basically figure out if he can yeah, recover if you continue or not. And if not, then you figure out what you do with that. Which is that is that was an intentional strike. Intentional that landed where it was supposed where. It, should not have. Mm-hmm. There was no head movement around. It wasn't one of those deals where he's kind of like turning his head and, you know, maybe he just kind of incidentally hit it, which, you know, that can happen. This was blatant. Probably he just got caught up, really. Yeah, and he yeah. caught a foul that, you know, hopefully he learns from. So Hopefully. It's a tough lesson to learn. But, you know, Peter Yan learned it. And yeah. What happened to him? He fell hasn't, off. Hasn't won since. <laughs> he fell off a cliff. <laughs> Literally hasn't won a fight since. Well, a couple close ones. But yeah, but. Even though he still hasn't won, no, technically. That's true. So. There was also that most recent one that was not close. No, no. Um, unanimity report, like I mentioned before. I, I kind of, I can't say unanimity in a fast way, so I should probably just slow it down when I get to enunciate. Yes. Um, but we do have two events, like I said. UFC Vegas 79, Bellator 299. Over at Vegas in the UFC, we had 12 out of 20 rounds were unanimous. No 8-9 splits this time after 5 last week. Um, We're back to more uh, normalized 8-9s, at least in this situation here. In in the splits, right? So 60% over in Bellator in Dublin. 16 of 28 rounds were unanimous. Their percentage was 57.1. They had two... Eight nine splits out of those uh, twelve rounds that were split. Lots, uh, lots of disagreement this week. Both places with in both locations we had high quality judges on the same day. Mm-hmm. So honestly, the the feel of the 
Bellator team was more like what you typically see in Vegas outside of the actual local judges. It was surprising to see that many have been had been flown out there. But we also had, as a result in Vegas, a bunch of names who realistically we, we weren't really talking about on this show a few years ago very often in Vegas. There, there's a bunch of newly, and when I say new, I mean in the last few years, licensed officials for Nevada. The newest, of course, being Chris Lieben. Yeah, the crippler. The bi- this was the big news in, in uh, MMA officiating over the week since our last time uh, speaking with y'all. What did you think when you saw that? When when when, uh, when you saw that he was announced and he'd be an actual Nevada judge now starting this week? Uh, happy for him. Sure. But also, here it comes. Chris has been in wars. And anytime someone disagrees with their, his, his assessment, it's going to be negative going back to, you know, he took too many blows to the head. Yeah. That's that's where my that's where my thinking went. I think he does fine. This is the one round we talk about is his only out or descent this year across all major MMA. Bellator and, and Bellator uh, and he, UFC. He didn't, I don't think he's done any PFL, but yeah, Bellator and UFC. I think he's right. got like thirty five rounds. It's the only one mm-hmm. that we're gonna talk about. Sure. I think he's you think he's a fine official, so So far he's proven himself to be, absolutely. I'm just waiting for that one one's razor close one that goes the opposite way that people fly off the handle on. How, what was the and reaction to because be... he was he was a split in the in this round? It's actually the first round we're going to be talking about in just a moment. But how what was the reaction like? I on didn't I didn't media? see any. Really. Okay, um, that's it. All right, good report. So, yeah, I didn't see any any blowback on this one. Mainly probably because this fight was wasn't that good. Yeah, probably uh, nobody really wanted to watch uh, Montserrat Rendon and and Tamiris Vidal fight because it was curtain jerker and it was a fight that I can't imagine anybody was looking forward to, save for friends and family and training partners. Yeah. And we're going to lead off with it anyway, because again, Chris Lieben was on this one. We got to talk about it. It was a split decision. Yep. The only split decision on the card. Normally, we would put a fight like that up there anyway if there wasn't major, you know, judging chatter to begin with. But I think with Chris Lieben being one of the judges on this, we got to talk about it. So let's talk about round two of this fight, which was 29-28 both ways, two for Rendon, one for Vidal. Uh, What happened in round two? Yeah, I thought both had decent offense. The leg kicks from Vidal seemed to be working, uh, getting pretty good good reactions uh, from Rendon. But Rendon did catch a couple and send Vidal to the mat. More of a takedown than a, than a, a knockdown, but it, it came with a right hand uh, that put her to the mat. Uh, she did this twice. The first time, Vidal was attacking a leg. Never really got close at all with any of those attacks. Uh, I do think Rendon had some good ground and pound, uh, so I'm scoring it for Rendon. I did too. It was very, very close. I, those those kicks absolutely were starting to establish uh, Vidal early, and I just didn't think she was quite able to hold on to it because of all the the work, especially later in the round. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of like just chipped away. Rendon did mm-hmm. to be able to take that round over, but yeah, it's it, there's no problem with thinking no. I don't think it actually got there. Yeah, I so agree. so the fact that Chris Lieben saw it that way, Judge Lieben, by the way, yes, Judge Lieben saw it Judge that Crippler. way. Judge is that what he's going by? That's what I'm going That's by. That's what you're going by. Yeah. <laughs> uh Judge Crippler decided to to go that way and, and he was the out judge, but no problems there. We're in the majority though. We saw it like judges uh Janitro Camillo and Jacob Montalvo saw the fight and that round for Rendon. Funny enough, and I put uh, I tweeted about this, but when he was a fighter, notice Chris Lieben instead of Judge Crippler. Mm-hmm. His last fight that went the distance was judged one of three judges was Junichiro Camillo. Wow. Who was the judge on his first fight that he worked in Nevada. Wow. Full circle for these things. Comes wow. around. Mm-hmm. And also one of the judge who gave Lieben the fight 
because it was a split decision. He lost. Mm -hmm. But the one judge who saw it Lieben's way 10 years ago was Mark Smith, (laughs) who judged the main event of this one randomly. (laughs) Kind of felt like they needed to get Mark, can you jump in real quick? Yeah, it it felt a little bit like that, right? It was a little strange because we do have a lot of uh, newer judges on this one. So it was was a little different. You know, you had Junichiro Camillo. Very experienced. You have David Leatherby's worked many title fights, main events, and that kind of thing, both for UFC um, and other promotions. I was surprised they didn't put someone like a Tony Weeks yeah. into the third. I don't know if it's just they just don't put him in main events or what, but he's certainly got a lot of experience. In, and I think he's proven, at least over the time that we've observed mm-hmm. uh, and, and and the data that I've observed, that Tony Weeks seems like he's a yeah, pretty he's, solid official. And, and that's not to be a knock on Mark Smith, necessarily. It's just... Not the role we're accustomed to yeah. from him. He does very, very, very few and sporadic judging assignments. But if you uh, if you recall our, our show with Mark Goddard, he said, I stay up to date with anything because you never know when they're going to say, hey, Mark, can you jump in? Of course. Of course. So, that's, a, that's, a good, uh, that's a good pull back there. But no, I, it's not that you would think that a referee can't do it or mm-hmm. isn't keeping up or anything like that, especially someone like... Uh, like Mark Smith, who I think takes takes this very seriously, and a lot of them do. And, and I'm not frank, saying it was a spur of the moment he got thrown in there. He could have been scheduled to do it. It just right, it right, just right. feels. It was. Maybe, it's possibly. just a little strange. Yeah. That because yeah. well, why have we not seen this before? Yeah. You know that was the thing, but we did it. Like I said, a bunch of new judges, newer. I should say they're not new judges. They've been doing this a long time and in different commissions. But in the last few years, judges like Jacob Montalvo, like I mentioned, like Chris uh, Lieben, Chris Flores. Uh, from Arizona worked this event. It does a lot time. of Dana White contender series. He has not done Flores. many of the Saturday fights, though. This is his first UFC of the year. Yeah, it's been a while. He was doing a f- uh, quite a few of them for the UFC. Well, not quite, quite a few. He was doing a few when he got licensed, but we just haven't seen him on the weekends mm-hmm. very often. Maybe he's got other commitments, uh, maybe in the state of Arizona. Uh, David Leatherby, another one who, mm-hmm. uh, again, is working for quite a long time, but is very new to Nevada uh, this year. I believe that. Did I, I'm not sure if I'm missing anybody. Anthony Maness also uh, uh, licensed the last few too. years. Yeah, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm new, just talking oh, about ones. the judges who new are ones. more new to Nevada. Gotcha. But again, not new in general. It's just the people who – you see this all the time. People complaining, oh, it's the same old judges, the same old judges in Nevada. I always use the same judges. These are five judges who weren't working there just a few years ago. Did it take a lot of the judges working either in Ireland or just not taking assignments this weekend? Sure, but we have them there. Mm-hmm. They just need, I guess, to establish themselves in more in, in ways for people to understand or people to notice them, which usually means they F something up in their minds, right? Mm-hmm. They don't notice them unless they get something quote-unquote wrong. Well, I'm going to shout them out right here, like I did. <laughs> I think we've got we've got some good new blood in, in Nevada, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on to Bryce Mitchell, actually, that, the fight he had with uh, Danny Ige. Okay. Which was two twenty nine twenty eights and a thirty twenty seven in Mitchell's favor, unanimous nod. But we're split on rounds one and two actually, because Mitchell was the majority scorer in both those rounds. He just didn't get all three right. So let's start with one, my friend. What happened in round one? Yeah, Ek's landing some good punches. He's busted up Mitchell's eye a bit, uh, landing good shots while defending these takedowns from Mitchell. Bryce is able to get a takedown straight to Matt with like. 40 seconds left in the He's round. so good at that. Um, and he pop, But he doesn't posture up to start throwing till about 10 seconds left. Did land a couple punches. I don't think he did enough to take the round. It does make it close, but I, I, I land on Ige here, 10-9. 
I don't know. That sounds like Satan's work to give it a, <laughs> give it the other way, my friend. Um, no, I actually, I landed the same way. I gave this one to Ige, uh, but very close round. Really, mm-hmm. it, I, I think the nature of the grappling sequence there at the at the end, and 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 the fact that Ige really he just didn't land a whole lot in this round. Mm-hmm. I think when he lands, he is most effective. So mm-hmm. I did give it to him, but but there's a good reason why you can go the other way. And and two judges, in fact, did of course Junichiro Camillo. And Jacob Montalvo, they were the majority scores who saw it for Mitchell. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I saw it for Ige. I think the damage was better. Uh, I, I think it was it reached a higher, more effective level than anything that was done by Mitchell. But close, close round for sure. Mm-hmm. But we did agree with Judge David Leatherby, who was on his own. So what does that mean for Judge Leatherby? Couch side over. <laughs> you know, if he hasn't made it back across the pond, maybe he can pick it up from the couch side over. I pick it up from like North Jersey. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming through Newark or whatever, but, you know, that's probably the only way. We got to cut out the middleman. No postal service. Yeah, that's it's probably the easiest. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. What about round two? Round two, Ige started good. He he started landing a bit, a bit more than, than he did round one. The eye from Mitchell is a disaster. It's really bad. It's it's not. It's swelled up. It's cut in two places. Uh, But then Mitchell lands a, a big shot later in the round. Which leads to a, a takedown straight into Mount, probably around the two minute mark. Like Maybe. I said, he's got a habit of doing that. Straight to Mount, and he has he has some good attacks here. He has a good, decent arm triangle. You know, it's I guess it's definitely not in completely because you know Ige's not asleep. I think it's a solid attack. I think he had a, he was there for a long time in a dominant position. I think this is a Mitchell round, but I understand going Ige because he did do some good def- uh, good uh, damage in that first half of the round. It's just who it comes down to who I think might have been closer to finishing the fight, mm-hmm. and and uh, Eileen Mitchell for that. It's a tricky thing, right? Because like there's there are good arguments to be made that are vastly different, right? Whenever we get rounds like this, and the la- and and the previous round too, to a degree, um, it's always tricky because you can't just weigh one thing versus one thing, right? It's not it's not the arm triangle attack versus the damage to the eye. Mm-hmm. It's the accumulation of everything, right? Mm-hmm. For for my money, for what I saw, I think there was enough from Mitchell otherwise, mm-hmm. coupled with what he was able to do on the ground, that I did go that way. I don't know, like, to go to that unofficial test of, like, who would you rather be in that round during mm-hmm. those five minutes, I don't know who I'd rather be. So, like, this is such a... This is such a close round. It's a very hard round to say I know definitively who won this round, or I can say definitively who won this round. I'm with you. I gave it to Mitchell. Uh, we we saw it the same way again. Judge Lethby, uh was uh, the one we sided with, but also uh, Judge Camillo had it that way as well. Montalvo, Judge Montalvo had it the other way. But that's that. I think that's highly defensible. I have no problem with that one at all. Yeah, I don't have an issue with. It. I just have. It just seemed a little bit weird if you go if you go Mitchell in round one, but then you know it's kind of a a better it's Mitchell doing the same thing in round one but a bit better I don't like kind of a lot better I don't know because don't, because the eye getting so yeah, damaged I think yeah. that is the difference maker here because we're we're already bringing in the doctor to look be. at it and yeah, it's true. like well that's true I mean if the doctor says no he can't continue that was damage done in that round that's pretty close to finishing a fight yeah I suppose so I don't know it, it is tricky um interesting uh, round people, yeah people were were actually like uh, I'm just gonna really curious how they score rounds one and two mm. then after there was nothing it was it was all about bryce well he has uh, a he has a way of doing that deterring deterring them freedom <laughs> all right anyway we can move on from that fight uh 
<laughs> because we've got three rounds to talk about in this next one here. Mizuki, Mizuki Inoue, got the win over Hannah Goldie. Unanimous decision, 29-28s all around, except all three rounds were, were split because every judge took a turn being the out judge. I, Thus, everyone had 29-28s, but a different way. I tweeted, please don't let this be <laughs> a two-round split, Twenty-nine, unanimous 29-28. And hey, they answered the call. It wasn't. It was a three-round split, 29-28. You didn't cover your bases well. And I was like, oh my god. That's your own fault. Honestly, I blame you, and I think you need to own that. Just such a a bad fight. It was... One of these rounds is particularly galling to me. So let's start at the top. Let's get to round one. What's happening right now? I mean, low output round. There's really not much to score. I think Mizuki did more with her offense, better at distance, better in the clinch for me. But on the same note, both fighters need to give the judges more to score. Uh, So I can't be upset either way, but I score it for Mizuki. I guess because now we have the benefit of hindsight, I can say at least this round had some things happening in the clinch. I thought Mizuki was landing like knees in there. And that was more or less what swayed me was her knees. In this one, I'm not saying you couldn't go the other way. It's it, There is not a great deal of offense here. But for me, the knees looked good enough that I said, okay, I, I feel okay giving this round to Mizuki. Um, again, and not not in some sort of way where I would say the other way is wrong. You got to get more done. So I, I did give it to Mizuki, just like you did. Uh, so we saw it the same way as Judges Adelaide Burt and Janichiro Kamijo. David Leatherby was the lone judge who saw it for Goldie. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I- <laughs> Speaking of whatever, round two. Yeah, a lot of grappling that doesn't lead to any effect of offense. Uh, on the feet, Mizuki's landing crisp and clean. Uh, she does land some good knees, uh, but there's really not much else going on. 10-9 Mizuki. This is, the, like, there are probably worse rounds. But, man, this round, like, it left, like, a terrible taste in my mouth. I'm like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's just... Nothing happened. Yeah. I was, like, frustrated with this. And I, and I feel... Te- I want to apologize I want to apologize to judges Bird, Leatherby, and Kamijo because they had to sit there and discern a winner from this. And that's BS. Yeah. Because nobody won this round. No. No one truly won this round. But by the nature of MMA scoring, by the fact that we have all these hoops to jump through and all these things that we can evaluate, and the fact that there was technically action in this round and not nothing, so we wouldn't go to that secondary and tertiary criteria, things occurred in terms of punches landed and, and whatnot and grappling sequences so technically things were there to evaluate i went for goldie i'll be perfectly honest with you i barely have any defense for it <laughs> i have not i i can't defend it it's the stupidest it's a-, it's a stupid round in a dumb fight and easily the worst round that i think we've talked about in a while probably since uh since carlos barza and uh, rose namiunas this this might be yeah. the worst round since then, I want something. I, unless there's like a heavyweight round in there that I blocked out of my memory, fortunately. I don't know if this is already, if, if, if referees can do this already or mm-hmm. not. But like you said, there is action. It's just not leading to anything. Yeah. If the judge can, if not the judge, if the ref can stop and say, hey, both of you, I told you each in, your, in, in the locker room, you have to give the judges something to score. Mm-hmm. So let's do something. Sir, I have a solution for you. Are yeah. you ready for it? Yeah. Action. Action. <laughs> We solved this 20 years ago. We can do it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Scorable action, though. Scorable action. <laughs> anyway, um, I like I said, I saw it for Goldie. So I saw it the, the same way as Kamijo was out in this particular round. Um, but you saw it the majority with Judges Bird and Leatherby. Uh, and let's never talk about this round again. Let's go to yeah, round let's three. Yeah, let's never talk. Let's go to round three. Again, another very close round. 
but uh, things are happening. I dude. think I think Mizuki is landing better at distance. Goldie does have uh, some offense in the clinch, but I don't think it's uh, it's better. She has a couple elbows, a couple knees. It is very close, but I think Mizuki's the the better fighter here. So ten nine Mizuki. Is this around where where I thought Goldie actually landed something like decent at distance? She too? did. Yeah, she did. What can't remember? It was like a punch, right? <laughs> It was, uh, I don't even know. I blocked It'd this fight nice. out so much. Like, I know we have to talk about it, but it, she, like, it, she... it sucked. So, <laughs> but this at least round happened. It was a bad, it was a bad, bad, bad fight. No, it was, it was. But again, th- at least by the third round, they went for it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Goldie, I think they said in, in, uh, on the broadcast that in her corner, they were telling Goldie, like, fight like you're down two rounds. And, you know, realistically, she was. So mm-hmm. at least that kind of lit a fire and hopefully led to some action the other way too so but also realistically she could have been up two rounds yeah she could have like there could have been a 30 27 goalie there and it's completely defensible because it is of how little there is there it is but again in the third round there's a lot but it's just still close nobody's yeah. landing goldie does land i think the best strike of the entire round in this round mm-hmm. but yeah i think the cumulatively the cumulative effect of what mizuki is landing in this round is still enough so i saw it the same way you did so judges Camillo and leatherby agreed with us this was the round where Judge Bird was out. My scorecard matched uh, Janitro Kamija. You had just the majority scores. I was 30-27 You, you would have given it a 30-27 Mizuki. Yeah. Um, I think at least what we have here is a general feeling that probably Mizuki was the winner of the fight and thus walked away with the decision. At least that kind, those two matched. Those two yeah. different things actually matched here. Um, but whatever. Terrible fight. Yeah, we're done with it. Forever. Moving on. Forever. (laughs) We're never going to talk about it again. Miles Johns got the win over David Argetta. None of the unanimous decision. Two 30-27s and a 29-28. Round one is our split round here. Uh, More entertaining round than the other one. Or the other three that we just talked about. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, By default. Argetta gets the back pretty quickly standing. And he's landing some decent punches. But, you know, he's not on the ground. He's on, you know, being held up by Johns. Some decent punches here. He's attacking the neck. Um, he does fall to the ground, I think. Um, but once the fight's back on the feet and you know out of the grappling phase, Johns is landing some good punches. He's getting big reactions, but it seems like he's just getting a reaction of Ar- Argetta resetting after blocking a punch. I don't think that many got through. I thought a lot got you know landed on the arms. So I'm going to score for Argetta ten nine. I also scored it for Argetta. I, I, that's about as eloquently as I could put it too. But yeah, very close. I think there's enough Johns is doing that you could read what he's yeah. doing as more effective. Like like you said, you kind of read those as not necessarily as effective so much as he was maybe just resetting. But also is is he resetting because of the way Atlanta? I don't know. Well that's that's the thing. I I feel like he's getting hit on the arms and he's like, Oh you know, it's not landing on the head. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a, a fight like that, especially in situations like that, are just things that judges by virtue of being present and and so close to the action are just going to evaluate better than we can at home Mm. that's those are those are the ones where i'm always just like man sometimes you just got to trust them Mm -hmm. you know but one judge did see it the same way uh you and i both did for our getta and that was jacob montalvo judges uh camijo and anthony manis they saw it for johns but fine to go that way fine totally fine fine i have no problem with that but since we sided with Judge Montalvo, what does that mean? Couchside override. <laughs> I send that one down to Texas, where it won't make it. <laughs> yeah, because it'll probably get lost with like the last eight episodes of Friday Night Lights <laughs> in season two. Yeah, Dan is on a. Uh, uh, he finally discovered Friday Night Lights was not just a show, but an incredible one. Yeah, not season two. It just ends. Well, yeah, because the writers strike. 
that's their fault. They owe me like eight episodes to finish out that story. No, no, no. That's what they do. Mm-mm. That storyline, the storyline he's referring to, I think we can co- no, go no, into they, spoiler they end, territory, No, no, no. They, right? they, they ended that, that storyline. I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. There's other things. The playoffs. The playoffs just started and it's just over. Yeah. What happens to Smash? I do miss the Smash. Like, what's going on? The Smash was great. Did you watch season three yet or have you started season three? No, I just ended season two like okay. two hours before you got here. All right. Well. Season one or season three, excuse me, will start with some answers to some of the things. Oh, well, it better start with some answers. I got I got questions about you know six. What's he doing? I don't remember how much you're gonna get because it's been a while. But <sighs> I will say it, they they at least wrap things up and try to move forward after that. You did warn me about this. However, I did. I I'm warned st- you earlier. I'm still upset <laughs> over it. <laughs> Sorry, like, there's only so much I can do. But hey, how about I cheer you up because we're gonna talk about heavyweight MMA. Oh the God. <laughs> Round one of Muhammad Usman's unanimous decision victory over Jake Collier. It was two 29-28s and a 30-27. So that round one we're talking about. The majority of the judges saw it for Collier. One judge saw it for Usman. What happened in the round? Uh, early in the round, Collier had Usman hurt, who is very clearly not his brother. Um, he's That's a, true. He's a lot bigger. Yeah, he's a lot bigger and, and not as, as good. Uh, but a better football player. Yeah, fair. Uh, Collier has Usman hurt early. He's landing good shots. And then it kind of like right at the halfway mark, like the tide started to turn a little bit. Usman starts to find a home for his strikes. It's just not enough to overcome him being hurt. I think he was he was wobbled twice. Uh, so I think it's a collier round. I also went collier. I don't I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think you got it. Yeah. Uh, I, other than to say, of course, we agreed with judges David Leatherby and Tony Weeks. Uh, Jacob Montalvo was again the out judge on this one. We didn't see it that way, but it, that's a fine one too. I don't I don't I don't think it's crazy. I'm not not getting. Up in arms over this no. fight. You guys and, and the right man won because it. he went. Well, yeah, it should have been over after first round. Mm-hmm. And and in that case, you would have had a a split decision victory for uh, Jake Collier mm-hmm. on that fight. Mm-hmm. I like this. I think I've solved heavyweight MMA. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Just literally just popped in my head. Can you think of any like third, second, third, fourth, fifth round finishes in heavyweight fights that were just so amazing? Derek Lewis and Volkov. Thank you. That's a good one. So yeah, that's a good one. That was pretty. We awesome. would have lost that absolutely. Mm-hmm. That that is, but but also we would have seen different fights. Okay. Because because they would know they only had five minutes. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. I th- I think I've solved it. I think I think <laughs> I've. When did the when did the head? I kick... should get the Nobel Peace Prize for this. I mean, this is obviously not the, the heavyweight fighters you're talking about because it happened at 205. Mm-hmm. But they're both heavyweights now, technically, mm-hmm. and one's retired. Mm-hmm. But. But Jones, when did the head kick come on DC? That I believe was round two. Okay. Yeah, but but again, that's two oh five. It's a little different. Yeah. I would I would say we don't. I'm I'm gonna only draw it up for heavyweight. Okay. As much Good. as it's a problem at other weights, let's <laughs> let's let's go baby steps here. Let's just start there. Okay. All right. Maybe a limit he- light heavyweight to like three rounds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll experiment. But anyway, that is uh, that is actually it for the contested rounds from UFC. But we do have one for the 10-7 watch, my friend. After last week's notorious split on the 8-9s, we have unanimity on an 8, a very definitive 8 in a second round TKO victory for Marina Rodriguez. Got the win over Michelle Waters and Gomez in their rematch of a fight that apparently if you don't know, now you know, says Dana White who promoted, within the last few years, their original fight as a main event. If you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the first round of this fight, which again ended round two, was scored a 10-8 
unanimously across the board by judges Chris Flores, Junichiro Camillo, and Jacob Montalvo. This round, how do you feel about it as a potential 10-7? So watching it, I went 8. I'm sorry, I scored it 10-8. Oh, yeah. I think that's... that's uh, you'd, you'd be as crazy to give this one a 9 as... And I don't want to say crazy, but like the fact that we had the last week where it was a, a a not an eight scored in a round that absolutely shouldn't have. It would have been matching that in terms of. I think it would have been pretty egregious. Not, not the right score. I think it would have been egregiously wrong. Yes. Uh, and it's like at that point, what are you supposed to do to get an eight, right? Exactly. Because, because we have Rodriguez just destroying the face of Waters and Gomez. So, and and she really is, and it's not just her face. It's not just the the physical, the visible damage. I mean, she's she's her being bludgeoned. Yeah, for three minutes. I it got to the point where I was uncomfortable watching it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't know. If, I think we have overwhelming damage. I think that with, is without absolutely a checked. That no questions. Overwhelming dominance for sure. Do we have overwhelming duration? I'm not really sure. Though. I actually don't know that we have overwhelming dominance. Okay, I'm gonna push back on that. Because okay. I think the idea of overwhelming dominance requires, because it's the overwhelming nature of it, it, it basically requires like bell to bell. I am yeah. outclassing you in the phases of the fight in which we are contesting, and that is not what happened. Because we do have Waters and Gomez gets a takedown at one point. Right, that's right. That's it's my down point there, there for a while. So she, at, for like the first hundred seconds of the fight, you could say Michelle Waters and Gomez is winning, and you wouldn't make another argument the other way. It wouldn't be a very large yeah. one, but like there's no defending giving those first hundred seconds to Mich- uh, to Marina Rodriguez. So I think because we don't have that, we cannot say overwhelming dominance either. But there's also such a difference, such a over. She's dominating her on the feet. Sure, absolutely. By, like by a big margin. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I mean, I mean there. You can't you can't possibly not check off to use a, a double negative there. You have to check off dominance for just in general. There is dominance. Yeah, I guess I guess the overwhelming is the tricky part. That's the tricky part, exactly. Because um, she definitely she has great duration, but it, I don't think it's overwhelming because, like you said, that first you know minute and a half, and even at that, yeah, that's, is, that's not bell to bell. And she's and, getting beat. So yeah, the, everyone talks about like ten eight's got to be a bell. Like Dana especially talks about, yeah. oh, it's got to be a bell to bell like beatdown, right? And that's not. What we have here, it does not belt to belt. It is for a little more than three minutes. It's a beatdown, and that's a long time. But it, to get to that almost unreachable bar for a ten seven, I just don't think we got there. And I think that's pretty much an indictment of the ten seven. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it was it, it was it is, it is not a ten seven. But yeah, man, the the, the damage was the ten seven. But it was also what are we waiting for here? Like we can. We could stop this. I wouldn't kind hate, of. I, I, you know, I have some ideas with ten seven. I think I might hold them till next week, though. I have some ideas that yeah. we can talk about for next week. Right. We've got we've got a, a fun show planned. I, I hope everybody will tune in. It's our our off week with no fights. We'll we'll, we'll circle back to that. Mm. Uh, but but the verdict would be here. Uh, no ten seven. Right. No ten seven. Yeah, unfortunately. But man, I I would say this is on the higher end of di- most this like is... closest to a ten seven round that we've had this year. It's this one might, of them. This might be one of the most do- uh, you know dominant rounds. Of 2023. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. In fact, I would put this as closer to a 10-7 than the one that Chris Lee scored for Ilya Toporia against Josh Emmett. I'd have to rewatch Off the top that, of my head. Yeah, Off the top of my head. We, yeah. we, we can, you know. I don't recall that. Maybe we can, re, you know, look at that, that at the end of the year or something like that. We yeah, can say, we can okay, do. what are the ones that are close to, yeah, figure those out. We'll have some fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun show. We, we, t- fun we talk. Here. We talk about Taylor Ham and, and, and fun judging stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's our, that's our shtick. 
That's the ticket. Anyway, that's it for UFC for the weekend. We do have we're not going over all twelve Bellator rounds. Apologies to the judges involved. We're we're gonna skip those. And anybody who was interested in listening, uh, we we isolated our uh, our contested rounds Bellator two ninety nine edition to the title fight between Johnny Eblen and Fabian Edwards, which once again ended in a third round. Johnny Eblen picking up the TKO, basically just beat him up on the ground once he uh, once he got it down mm-hmm. there um savagely it was pretty impressive but rounds one and two are both split we talked about that and great stoppage great stoppage absolutely 100 percent, because it was it was over yeah he went out even though he came back too he was out judge minor uh judge minor because he often judges but uh no and and he did judge a little bit on his card but this was referee minor brian minor double Um, duty minor double double duty minor right not um round one let's start with this one uh, I thought it had a slower round, like I kind of alluded to earlier in in the show. Felt like a sparring match a bit, at, especially when they were at distance. A lot of kicks from both. Uh, Eblen went high a couple times. They were blocked by Edwards. Edwards had a nice, uh, I'm sorry, Eblen had a nice elbow. Couple straight punches, but I do think Edwards' leg kicks were the most effective of the round, so I do score it for him. He helped a lot at the end of the round. He landed a nice left, so I went there. Yeah, I, I, I man, I was almost swayed by that, that, um left at the end of the mm-hmm. very last it was basically at the horn it was right before mm-hmm. the horn so very legal totally in in the inside the distance um i really almost went that way i was so close and i did not go that way i, I ended up seeing it for evelyn but yeah this is this is very 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 close it's about mm-hmm. as close as you get in a round where yeah not a whole lot happened there was there was things but it wasn't it was somewhere between a, a, a an active round and a well that round that shall not be named from earlier this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually saw it in the minority here with Judge Ron McCarthy who made the trip out there. You saw it with uh, Judges Sal D'Amato and David Peabody. The McCarthy saw it together. They did. That's true. <laughs> Independently, because of yeah. course Big John was on the call. And he did give that round to uh, Eblen. I wonder if there's some sort of philosophical similarity involved or if it's just that oh, hey, it just talk happened. Off. I mean, it's, they got to talk very... often. Sure. So, I mean, they didn't talk during this the fight, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, could see, I could see it being the case. But also, it's just a really close yeah. round. It really yeah. just was, you know. I mean, it's just kind of the way you fell standing on the knife, I almost feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, round two, again, another close round. Yeah, n- another very close round. Different, a little different, though. So I think Eblen, Eblen definitely has the volume in this round. Um, and it kind of looks like he may be kind of cruising to like a, a close but clear round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he eats that elbow that opens up his eye. And once he gets hit with this elbow, Eblen shuts down. He just goes backwards. He's like, I got to wipe this off. I got to reset. I, I need to. This elbow. Completely. This elbow, mind you, is the one that opened up a giant, disgusting gash yes. on the brow of uh, Johnny Eblen right, right. over his, his right eye. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't not score the immediate impact in favor of Edwards for this. Um, he does continue with his leg kicks like he did in round one. I do think Eblen was touching Edwards well. Um, I just don't think he was landing all that heavy. He has the volume edge for sure, but I'm on Edwards 10-9. So, I, my opinion on this one, my read on this one, I guess, is that you kind of just, you have to score it depending on how much you're weighing that cut. Because if yes. you think that that cut does more to be effective in terms of trying to end the fight or or getting us closer to the end of the fight, then I think you have to give it to Edwards. It's actually a pretty big strike. It's a very impactful, effective strike in in that sense. But most of the rest of the round, I I, I felt, really was an Eblin round. So ultimately, I did weigh that, that cut, that elbow, enough to give Edwards the round. 
over Eblen. What do you think of that? Is that does that make sense to you as far as like the the way to read it, that? It cut? does. I mean, yeah. but so Eblen's pushing him against the cage. He's you know some strikes there, and then he gets crushed with this elbow. And he but it's takes, not even like a crushing elbow. It's more like it's a slicing glanc- elbow. Right. It's glancing, but he he backs up. He wipes it. He's like, whoa. Mm. I need to stop exactly what I'm doing. Assess what just happened to me mm-hmm. before I, you know, reengage. And I think that's a big tell to say how how impactful a strike it was. And I think a strike like that can certainly sway the round. You know, I, I mean, obviously that's a sign of it, but like I think we could all see that that's a pretty nasty cut. And, it's, yeah, it, and, and it's, especially it's very... especially the judges who had good angles at it. You know, I, I'm not sure where Judge uh, D'Amato or McCarthy or Peabody were sitting for this particular strike or the, how well they were able to see it happen. But I feel like if you could see it and you could see the result of it, you'd be like, oh, oh, OK, oh, that's boy. a big one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that's not the right read, but that's how I look at it. That's that's what my um, that's my understanding of how you, you would score something like that. Yeah. Is. Also, it was probably Fabian Edwards downfall, too, for landing that. And causing such big da- uh, damage. Because I do think it made him press the action a little more you think in round so, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which ended up being, you know, bad for Fabian. Could, yes, of course. Obviously. So. It, it, I think it ended in like 21 seconds in, the, yeah. in that round. It really didn't go much longer. <laughs> um, but for this round in total, or, or alone, Edwards 10-9. Yeah, I also saw it that way. So we saw it with Judge D'Amato. It was uh, Judge McCarthy and Peabody gave this one to Emlyn. What does that mean for Judge D'Amato? Couchside over <laughs> <laughs> There's another one going up to Milwaukee or somewhere in Wisconsin anyway. It's, you know, Green Bay. Point place. I, I was like, I can name two. Sheboygan. I can name three cities in Wisconsin. Sheboygan, Milwaukee, and Green Bay. And the fictional Point Place. What is Point Place? That 70s show. Oh. That's where they live. Yeah, sorry. I don't know as well as you do. I like the show. I just don't remember it as mm. well as you do. They do go to Sheboygan or mention that often. I would believe that, especially because you just told me and I'm just going to trust you. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the key. Um, that is it. That Like I said, we're not going into the rest of the Bellator. You you can watch those other 10 rounds on your own. Have fun. Um, draw your own opinions. Finish-wise, my friend, we had five finishes over in the UFC. Three by TKO, two by sub. One of them ended in the first round. We are not counting the DQ. That is not a finish. Um, I almost put that. It kind of is, but it's really not. As a joke. I think they actually award it as, as a finish in like the betting lines and stuff. I, I know. I, I people were people were confused if they if they bet Cody Brundage to win in the first round if they cash. Yeah, I think somebody. I thought I saw somebody talking about that they cashed on that. That's the only reason I like actually know. I think yeah. I know that. Maybe I know. It probably I, depends on the book, I guess. Right? Yeah, I guess. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Bellator had a few more finishes. 13 in total. It was just finish fest all over Ireland. Uh, eight TKOs or KOs. Five submissions, which, again, four of them were in a row, and five out of the six ended were out of six fights, right? Crazy. Um, six fights ended in the first round, and that does not include the no contest in uh, Peter Queeley's fight. Yeah, no contest? Yeah, no contest. Oh. Ended very quickly. Okay. We don't have to get into it. Uh, I think we've talked enough, right? What was your favorite out of 18 finishes uh, at UFC, these two cards? Charles Jordan guillotine over uh, Ricardo Hamosh. It was like he just kept attacking this guillotine when it seemed uh, futile. That was the first round, right? Or was it second round? I don't know which round it was. Okay. I think it was the first round. It feels like the first round. All I know is... I'm pretty sure that was the fight that I said was going to be the most likely for contested rounds. I kind of went out on a limb, mm. and I was wrong. So, oh well. I think I, I think I remember watching it and being relieved when there was a sub. Being like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I think that was kind of a close round. Yeah, and I didn't really want to, you know, discuss it. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, I did. I did. I, he just he was just relentless on this guillotine. He didn't want to give it up. Very stubborn, and he finally got it. So that's why I liked it. I also liked Brian Battles too, because that was cool too. But yeah, and that was a comeback too, because he he didn't have as good a first round. Yeah, it seems like he was kind of playing with his food. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. or waiting for something. You know, well, he lost the first round and then he won the second. He so. did lose it. Yeah, but won it was like I don't know second. what was going on. Yeah, it was a strange fight for him. But he eventually dominated and won. He did. What was your favorite? Uh, over on the Bellator side, actually, the the opener of the Bellator main card, uh, Levon Chokely, uh, Chokely, excuse me, Chokely, because it, because it rhymes with Oakley Dokley. Oakley Dokley. Oakley Uh He he just dude, he just destroyed Sabo Homasi. Sabo Homasi was down like a while after this front kick, um, little under two minutes. Homasi was down like an uncomfortable number, <laughs> like length of time. Okay. Um, I think he's okay and meant to actually follow up on that i'm not quite sure um hopefully everything's fine but yeah it, that was that was a destructive kick i mean my goodness like it was same same style as anderson front kick vitor i believe same, so no same. i mean it was i mean it's not the same but you know i'm saying it was like that I'm, I'm trying to picture because i didn't watch it same thing similar similar okay mm-hmm. but uh but my friend that is it for a busy weekend you know it's not a busy weekend this weekend we this got weekend. no major fights no major no fights. major fight cards that's that's good. It is, is. It is a godsend. We've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. I don't know about you guys. I need a break once in a while, guys. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I need to chill, <laughs> have no fights to watch, and have no rounds to break down, and just just veg a little bit. <laughs> it, it's fun. You should try it. You should definitely try it. There's also other fights to watch. So like, it's not like there's no MMA. There's plenty of MMA to watch. Go find it. Just. Look up what Caposa is watching, and you'll, you'll find some stuff. Yeah, there'll be a ton of stuff yeah. to watch. Just nothing, nothing that we're going to watch. Nothing that we're going to talk about. We have other things we want to talk about next week, so stay tuned for that one. It's It should be a fun one. I think we're going to talk about some long gestating conversation pieces that we've had throughout the length of this show, I think. Maybe we'll even have a fun guest. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to gestate. Yeah. Did I use that right? Mm. Not not exactly. I wouldn't say you didn't, but also you kind of did. We're doing something with gestating. We're gonna do. We're gonna. Yeah, we're just gonna grow some babies in our womb. That's what it means. <laughs> it means a lot of things. Speaking of that, I mean, what's the deal with with Jason here, Jason Street? I mean, that's that's oh, a Jason, big yeah, that's a big part that. of the story there. That I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna show Dan the front kick, by the way, right okay. now. So he's gonna react in live. Boom. Oh wow. Yeah, it was kind of for Anderson, right? Yeah. I mean, see, yeah, it's the same, yeah, it's same front technique. Game. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah, he's out. Was that a good knockout or what? That was a good knockout. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Uh, I know you missed that one, but. All right, we'll be back again uh, next week. There's no fights for us to break down, but like Scott said, we will have a fun uh, conversation gi- digestion or something. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Go get go get some Taylor ham. Take care.